What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the uh, program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for uh, for listening. Uh, there's a lot of news uh, going on. A lot of crazy, uh, crazy news. Uh, uh, stuff I can't explain. And my job is to explain it to you. I can't. I can't. The uh, whole world has gone inside out and upside down. It is nuts. We begin there in 60 seconds. I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, make a bold statement. Uh, it shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg every time you want to throw some steaks on the grill. I mean, I'm just saying. I was just reading to Pat uh, off air one of the sustainable goals that by 2030, a reduction of beef and lamb by 60% is their goal. Now you've gone too far. You've gone too far. That's, you've I gone draw too the far. Line there. 60%. Jeez. You imagine how much it's going to cost? Uh, Good Ranchers is fighting back. Good Ranchers supports our ranchers. They're getting screwed every step of the way. So we've cut out the little middleman. We've gone right to Good Ranchers. We'll go right to the uh, ranchers. So you can get great beef, great lamb, great chicken, even seafood, all from America. And the great thing is it locks the price in. So try to get that from your grocery store. Hey, can I get the same price? You know, next month that I got this month? No. What do you think we are, Good Ranchers? Yes, Good Ranchers. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get $30 off at GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Promo code BECK. Beck Ray is uh, filling in for the really incredibly lazy uh, Stuber gear. I have noticed he's been gone a lot. Been gone a lot. Been gone a lot. You know, some of us stay here and we work through it all. Mm -hmm. uh, Others, not so much. Others, Mm. not so much, at least least today. I'm uh, actually, I'm really excited. Just got back from vacation and uh, on Friday, I leave for St. George where I will be broadcasting for two weeks down in St. George for our museum. This is the first time this museum has gone on. Uh, tour. I don't know if you've have you walked behind the studios and seen any of the construction going on for this. No, it's Mm-mm. incredible. We had to figure out how do you take millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of priceless artifacts, ship them, and display <laughs> them uh, safely. How do you do that? And so we've kind of come up with our own system, and it's. Uh, it's amazing what has happened. We have these really master craftsmen uh, working in the back, building these boxes that transform into uh, the show place for them. And I, I went through them this morning. I went through the boxes. and I'm like, oh, this is I'm so excited for this. If you don't have a ticket yet, you're going to run out of time. I think there's only maybe two days uh, left, maybe three days left out of a 10 or 12 day stint where you can actually see the artifacts. There's only a couple days with tickets left. So go to unitedwepledge.org uh, now and uh, and get them because you're going to mm. see stuff you've never seen. I just got a couple of things. I just bought the entire set 
of All in the Family. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The whole uh, set. I'm going today to pick up the sets is across town. It has to be delivered and it's very delicate. Um, but uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Norman Lear put it in storage back in 1979, put all of it in storage, thinking that it was going, they were going to have a revival. But for some reason, they never did have a revival. They never had a, you know, a, a anniversary show or something like that. So it sat in this, this uh, storage locker since 1979, just was removed from the storage locker. And I just, I just did it. We're going to build it here. Uh, because I want to do, mm. uh, I've been watching All in the Family a lot. That changed America, totally changed America. If you're old enough to remember, but you should go back and watch it. All of the things that they're talking about then, we're talking about now, everything. Mm. Except the difference is Meathead, I always thought he was a liberal. You know, I was young when that show was on. Mm-hmm. Uh I always thought he was a liberal, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He's a Marxist. He's a Marxist. He uh, was advocating for the destruction of the state, of property, of all of it. No God, all of it. He's wow. making the argument that is the winning argument today where Archie was making the racist uh, and uh, and capitalist argument and what's so fascinating about it is Archie would always say, shut up, you. Right? Right. He would always mm-hmm. cut the conversation off. And so whenever he was starting to lose, he would cut the conversation off. And Meathead was always really upset about that. Except Meathead is Rob Reiner, who is a Marxist and is one of the commanders in chief of shutting people up. He's the one today saying, shut up you. It's fascinating. Yeah. So I, I, uh, Mm. I'm going to invite him to be, uh, to come on set and let's review some of those arguments. Oh, that'd be awesome. Have we made any progress? Will you have a decent conversation with somebody? Will you have a reasonable conversation? Because I'm guessing the answer is no. But, I don't know. But maybe. 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 Uh, I imagine they're going to be very upset that Glenn Beck owns that now. <laughs> I, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it's, uh, it, you'll be able to see, I'm going to bring the Archie Bunker chair and the Edith chair. And what sat between them was a little table with an ashtray and a remote control. You will not believe the remote control. It, mm. It's like a joke. It, honestly, it looks like that could never have been a remote. Oh, yeah, that was. Huh. It's fascinating. So we have all kinds of stuff and new things that no one has ever seen. Just purchased the uh, bell. Most people don't know this. Hiroshima. Is it Nagasaki? Hiroshima, I think. Yeah, you'll have to check on your own. Um, I think it was Hiroshima was the was the center of Christianity in uh, Japan. Christianity mm. had been banned uh, 
until I think about 1900, late 1800s, early 1900s. But the underground church was right there. In fact, when they finally lifted the ban on Christianity, there was a Catholic church that was about uh, a thousand yards away from ground zero. And they were having a service at the time. Mm. And everything vaporized. One bell remains. It fell from the bell tower. There were two bell towers. Uh, one, I think, is on display uh, in um, Japan. And I think the other one was like melted or destroyed in the, in the vaporization. There was one other bell that survived. And I just bought it and now have mm. it as part of the truth about the atomic bomb section. Um, also just uh, acquired a lot of things uh, on euthanasia and uh, the, you know, what to do with useless people. Um, a lot of new things that have never been seen before you make sure you get your tickets uh to this and i'm going to take you for an online journey through it as well uh once we get there because this is something that really is game changing really game changing uh and you'll be able to see it with your own eyes i'm, I'm going to try to do some things uh online uh so when you go there you can you'll know what you're seeing we we're trying to train people there's just not enough time you would spend six hours in this museum if you tried to get the story behind each one of the artifacts but it'll give you a great overview so is the first day friday no first day is monday okay next monday hmm. uh, and you get your tickets at unitedwepledge.org and i'm up in idaho and i'm not sure if this is right or not but i'm doing a fundraising dinner up there all the other dinners have been sold out i think there's 19 tickets left for this all by the way i'm not making a dime on any of this um, it all is going to charity to help United We Pledge build a remarkable, remarkable facility with the uh, with Independence Hall and uh, Mount Vernon reconstructed uh, and this whole colonial village that will tell the story, good and bad, of America. It's really a cool thing. The uh, Idaho stop is uh helping them build a school and a library. Um, by the way, the way I pay for all of these uh, artifacts that I'm buying is through my art. Most people don't know that I am an artist. Um, uh, I've been an artist my whole life, really horrible artist most of my life. Um, but uh, That's not the case anymore. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. Shockingly. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. that, Pat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we just released the, the new uh, art. Strangely, they're all marked sold. Uh, none of them are sold yet because we're introducing them today. Uh, but you can go to glenbeckart.com. Uh, and these will be, you can get them in posters, on mugs, on T-shirts, whatever. Or you can buy a copy of them uh, or, you know, the originals. But they're available now at glenbeckart.com. Every penny of that, believe me, my wife wants to choke me to death every time. She's like, how many paintings are you selling? Really? How many paintings? And I'm like, I know, honey, I know. Um, but 
Every dime goes to preserve American history. You can get that now at glenbeckart.com. I know that life gets busy. Something like switching from one mobile carrier to another sounds like a hassle. And, you know, I I bet even if you're not thrilled with your cell phone bill every month, uh, you know, and you're not thrilled with paying money to the big companies that donate to leftist causes, you know, let me throw in Planned Parenthood there. Uh, you still might go, it's a hassle. But it's really, it's not. It's not. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without any of the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment. Heck, all of the amendments. They're 100% based, a U.S.-based customer service team will make switching really easy. Keep your phone, keep your number as well. Switch to patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash Beck. Get free activation today with the offer code Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Glenn, have you seen uh, have you seen Bridgerton? Or this seems like it's up your alley, or uh, or or Queen Charlotte. What does that mean? It's it up just my means alley. you know you're not opposed to watching <laughs> uh, feminine oriented what does shows th- and movies. No, I'm not. And really, I, I don't. I do. T- I watch I, them too. You're the one bringing it yes, up. Yes, I am bringing it up. I have watched the first Bridgerton because my daughter yeah. loves it. Okay. So I watched. I watched the first Bridgerton. I have not seen. Yeah, the Queen Charlotte is sort of the prequel to it, but we started with Queen Charlotte and went oh, to Bridgerton. Okay. Um, is it good, Queen it, Charlotte? Really good. Huh. I, I thought it was really good, but it did a weird thing to me because it's about that time period with uh, King George III, who was the oppressor of the colonists in America, right? Of course. And so, by the way, you will see his Bible. At the museum. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, King George III yeah. Bible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but as much as I've always disliked him because of what he was doing to America and the fact that the founders had to fight against it and they begged and pleaded for decades before, you know, well, they had to revolt, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, never thought they could make him into a sympathetic character. Yet, they were able to. How? Uh, he's just, they, they humanize him so well. And they they make him into a guy who, you know, loved his wife, uh, was a little bit nuts and struggled with mental illness, mm-hmm. and but fought it off for a long time before he finally succumbed to it. Uh, but, you know, he's making, trying to be a good king. At least that's the way he's presented. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. I'm not You were sure. just there. Yeah. Is that their impression? Uh, so it's weird that you would bring this up because uh, I was at... Westminster uh, Cathedral, uh, where King Charles was just coordinated. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I asked about George because right where, almost where the uh, throne of, or the stone of destiny and his throne was put when he put the king, when they put the hat on, you know, the crown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's right behind there that King George Third is buried. And oh. the person said to mm-hmm. me, you know, you're American, so if you 
if you want to walk on his grave, it's okay. <laughs> and uh, so I did. I did a little bit of a dance, but not too much. Not too much. I mean, he is. A respectful dance A respectful dance. Yeah. Yes. Okay. A little jig. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, so I said, what do, you, what do you think of King George? And the tour guide said, um, I think you Americans uh, don't um, see him the same way we do. And I said, oh, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> and she said, we, we see him as historically him really not understanding what you guys wanted. It was so far out of his thinking that he could not get his arms around it. But we wanted representation in yeah. government he because he was like that? a good guy he was like and they I'm didn't doing, need it i was i'm doing everything for them right. i'm giving them everything yeah and what do they do and he must have so the brits believe he really believed that right yeah and you know what maybe isn't he did. that maybe he did isn't that what joe biden's doing isn't that what the left does it's exactly what they're doing right yes now. they yes. don't they truly don't or claim not to understand mm-hmm. us. They've never sat down with us. They've never mm-hmm. had a conversation. They'll talk about us, but not to us. Yeah. And and so they they actually, I think many of them believe the crap that they say about us. And they're like, yeah. what? We're giving them everything. Everything's fine. They're just standing in the way. Yep. Everything they complain about, we've taken care of. He was... Kind of saying that over the weekend about uh, about the deficit he cut more than anybody in the history of this planet. He cut one point seven trillion dollars out of the budget. You didn't you did not cut it. (laughs) You didn't cut it. You just didn't spend the stuff that you were planning on spending during covid-19 when we didn't need it anymore. Right. We we, I don't know if you know this, but the plague is not upon us anymore. (laughs) Right. Right. And he he can't understand why he's not getting credit for that. So that's it's very similar. I think it's it very is. similar. He considers and, himself a benevolent per- person. King. king. Yes. King. Yes. What what uh and 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 King George was a little uh, office rocker, huh? Yeah, he went to uh, uh, No he, nothing like that there. No. No. Right. No. Yeah, he was completely gone by uh, 1810, and the last 10 years of his uh, of his reign, his son had to take over because he was you know, gone. I, I, something else I found, they, they, the English, when I was up in Scotland, uh, they point out, you know, the, the Scottish animal is a unicorn, okay? And I don't ask. And it's on their shield. It's a unicorn. There's, mm-hmm. there's two of them. Okay, and then the crown in the middle or on the top or something, and that represents the king. So uh, there is a when you look at the British, there is a unicorn and a lion on each side because the lion is England, the king. Okay, there's a chain. The crown is put not on the head of the unicorn, but around the neck of the unicorn, and there is a chain around it. Going to the king, meaning wow, yeah, yeah, wow. The the Scottish had they had a chain, but it was never connected because the unicorn, this mythical creature, 
served because it was good. Mm. He took the chain and connected it to him. I'll tame this unicorn. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, very. And it's everywhere. Very. It's everywhere. You're like, <laughs> what? These guys, how they treated people and how they treat. And nobody talks about that. Have you heard anybody marching for justice for the Scots? No. What they did, what that bastard king did 400 years ago. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Nope. And Scotland is still not free is still not free they talk about their independence even today oh in fact there was just a big fight a couple years ago over it yeah it's pretty much dead now is it dead yeah i think i think that chains choked that unicorn to death (laughs) more in a minute The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. Your dog is a great friend. He's probably seen you naked. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't judge you. You know, he doesn't. When you're eating, he looks like, can I eat? He's not sitting there going, you're putting on a few LBs. You know what I'm saying? So why not take care of your dog? He's the only one that doesn't judge. May I recommend Rough Greens? It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black. You sprinkle it on your dog's food. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. It's healthy for your dog. It's probably in there. Folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog's going to love it that they're giving your first bag free. You just try it out with your dog. If your dog doesn't like it, you're not out of anything. You just pay for the shipping of the first bag. Your dog's going to love it. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. First trial bag is free. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central. Uh, or you can listen to it anytime you get your podcast. That is fantastic. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you, Pat. Pat. Nicely done. Happy to do that. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much for uh, listening and, and watching and supporting us at Blaze TV. We really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm with uh, Pat Gray because Stu is just not willing to work sometimes, I guess. I don't, I mean, I don't know what it is, Pat. I, I think that sums it up. He's just not willing to work. I'm really disappointed in him, but, yeah, you know, some people sad. just. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, take their days off and I don't Mm want to work. Well, some of us do want to work. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) um, but I just got back. I was working, man, on vacation. Whole time, right? It was a working vacation. Absolutely. It actually Mm -hmm. kind of was, but it was so refreshing. I I, probably tomorrow I'll go into uh, what I learned about George Soros and the London School of Economics and oof, oof. And you actually visited. The London School of Economics, I was, didn't you? I was about there. maybe 20 feet away from the uh, the Fabian window. Mm. You remember what that is? Oh, yeah. So that's uh, the George Bernard Shaw, um, 
beating mm. the world with a hammer uh, on an anvil while I can't remember which one of the other ones was was heating the world up to form it closer in their heart's desire. It is the Fabian progressive symbol mm-hmm. that along with a an actual wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> I don't know how you uh, you got that button. Mm. You got that little pin on your lapel and you're like, no, I'm really part of the good guys. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, I was like 30 feet away from it and they wouldn't let me in. And I'm like, wow, I, I, I got all the way to the fourth floor, which being Glenn Beck and mm. getting to the fourth floor. Amazing. Was not easy, uh, but got all the way up there and uh, then they wouldn't let me in. So uh, I begged them to. I was like, please. No, really. I, I'm just a poor boy. I'd like more, please. <laughs> I'd just like a little bucket of slop. Um, I was in uh, Churchill's Bunkers. And uh, that's where the war happened. Did you see, did you see, what was it, uh, The Darkest Hour about Churchill? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. It's been a while, but yeah, I, okay. I saw so it. So if you remember, uh, in his war rooms, uh, that's where they conducted the entire war. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll show you some pictures later. I don't mean to do a slideshow here, but... Um, uh, we were allowed in, and I don't know how we got this, honestly, but we were allowed in, um, to the actual rooms. Everybody else w- w- had to stay behind a wall with glass and you kind of like push your nose up into it and you're like, wow, that's cool. And I was actually mm-hmm. doing that when the guide said, uh, come on, we'll, we'll take you in. And I was like there in there really and then i felt really bad because then i was in the room with all the other people who were standing there going (laughs) like i would have gone how the hell did this guy get doing in there why is he in there why am i not in and Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know i have no idea anyway um so i was uh in the war room and to be standing there behind churchill's chair where that whole thing happened. Yeah. And to look at the maps, you know, you see the maps where they always put the, you know, the pins in where the ships are. Mm-hmm. What you don't see, and I took a picture, I, I, maybe I'll, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll do a slideshow online or something. But I took a picture of the maps. The pinholes are so close to each other, there's almost no paper left. And in fact, there are parts of those maps that have just, they've, taped on new paper and then there's holes all over that as well i mean Mm. it was it was amazing with no technology what they were doing and Mm. it it, you know when you think about the bunker you think oh well he was safe no he wasn't it was one set of one flight of stairs down it's like i don't think this is safe and i asked i'm like it's only one story down. It's like the basement. And they're like, yeah. They knew that it, there was a bomb. Uh, one of the V-1 rockets went and landed like right almost in the street, right in front of where the bunkers were. And that uh, scared them. And they're like, we've got to make a plan. We got to dig deeper bunkers. <laughs> they <laughs> no. never did it. They never wow. did it. What is the what What is the general feeling now? about winston churchill because they didn't like him before the war 
they didn't like him after the war. And I mean, they got rid of him immediately after the war. What, how do they so, feel about him now? I don't know. I didn't ask enough people about Winston Churchill to get a real feel other than um, other than I think they, if they know him, they they respect him and like him for the war. Yeah. But um, one person I talked to said, you know, the problem was uh, he couldn't read the room. And after the mm. war, everything was destroyed. Have you ever seen those things, those those cars that they made over in England? Like Mr. Bean and Benny Hill, I think, were the only two that ever bought them. They were the three-wheel things that tip over all the time. Yeah. Do you know why that was? No. It was something to do with uh, you, I think, couldn't get a license you didn't need a license for a motorcycle, but you needed one for a car. But they counted uh, three wheels as a motorbike. So the license thing. And then gas was so expensive, everybody was going to motorbikes and nobody was building uh, a big car because nobody could afford it except the royals. Mm-hmm. All of All of England was... Not as bad as Europe, but it had been decimated. People were hungry. They were all coming back to work. The jobs needed to be found. And so he was standing against socialism, and he was right in the long run. But in the short run, everyone was hungry, which kind of Mm. made me think, how many of us are prepared for hungry times, or are we going to make the wrong choice in the short term uh, or the right the right choice in the short term, long wrong choice in the long term, because we're hungry, and I think we know the answer on that one. Maybe. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure we do. We've already seen it, right? With the, with the little things that are going on right now, with the little supply chain interruptions oh, we've had already, uh, we don't deal with those very well. So another thing I noticed, and. And I think they're ahead of us on this. Have you noticed how service isn't as good as maybe it was before the before COVID, where it's kind of like gotten mm-hmm. like, wow, uh, okay, thank you. Um, we were in Edinburgh, and we were going through this thing called I don't know the Dungeons of Edinburgh. And uh, Cheyenne said she wanted to do it. And it was it was like uh, not a haunted house because it was all based in reality. It was actually going in and taking you through the chambers where they were torturing people and everything else. If you're in trouble in the, with the king, but people were playing roles and um, we were waiting for our time uh, to go. And I noticed, you know, a little notice and usually, you know, in amusement parks and things, it'll say, hey, the rules, keep your hands inside for your safety, right? Mm-hmm. This whole thing was a list of rules, and they were not for you. They were to protect the staff against you, okay? And I, my first thought was, how rowdy are the people in Scotland? <laughs> I mean, how bad is it that they have to be like, no touchy. 
Mm -hmm. All right. No grabbing anybody. I thought, wow, this is bad. But the first one was uh, no no, uh, sexual uh, innuendos uh, or, you know, things based on race or gender will be tolerated and you will be ejected. And I was like, wow. I mean, maybe this is mm. a thing on Friday night where everybody's like, let's see people chained up and they're hammered and it gets ugly. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So we go in the first room. We're being tried and there's eight of us. OK. And there's people we don't know. There's just eight of us and we're all in front of the court. And the and the judge comes down. And he's like, you and he points to my wife. You look like a witch. And I was like, really, dude? <laughs> and. uh and uh, so he's he's mocking all of us because that's what would have happened in, I don't know, the 1400s or 12, whenever it was supposed to be. And uh, and then he picks on one of my security guys and he's like, you definitely are a witch. Stand trial. And so he's brought over there now. OK, you're in this situation. It's fun, right? Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. So he just called my wife a witch, but it kind um, of it, it kind of explains, yeah. and it explains the warning, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Craig is not necessarily <laughs> the most restrained uh, when it comes. He's a Royal Marine, uh, and uh, he he's not most restrained. So when. <laughs> He picked him. I thought, hmm, this is going to be a short tour. Um, and the judge said, where were you last night? And Craig said, if you really want to know, you should ask your mother. <laughs> now, we laughed. The judge did not. And he looked at him, and I thought this was all acting, and I thought, this guy's pretty good. He said, how dare you? Do you know how uh, injuring that is? Do you know how inappropriate that is? And I'm like, this guy's pretty good. He's working it up. And then he got out from behind the bench, and he walked out and slammed the door. And we were standing there. We're like, oh, wow. Was that part of the show? <laughs> Was he pissed off? You can dish it out, but you can't take right? it. Right? Is that the deal? Okay. Mm. We wait there for five minutes. Nothing. He doesn't come back in. The manager comes back in. And the manager says, that was way, way over the line. We're like, what? And we're like, really? Really? Because that's nothing. <laughs> we got it. You you're offended by that. America? You just wait. <laughs> okay. That's nothing. Uh, and she said, very offensive. You know, you don't say things about people's mothers. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so are you going to kick us out? And they're like, no, we're going to issue you a warning this time. Wait until I tell you what happened in oh room number gosh. two <laughs> in just a minute. So summer's here. That means it's time to beat the heat with blinds.com. And right now you can save 40% off selected products. Your home is going to look a lot better once you got new window treatments from blinds.com. And it won't, uh, it will, let's put it this way. You'll spend less on air conditioning. Okay. You'll be able to 
snooze while they while they install if you want or you can install them yourself it's no big deal it's one price no matter how many windows you do so mr hilton i really suggest you get your window treatments from blinds.com um they'll help you pick them out uh they'll do all of it and 100 percent satisfaction guaranteed i've used blinds.com on my home several times they are great Blinds.com. Save 40% on selected products right now. 40% selected products right now at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. So uh, we're on vacation and we go to this, you know, dungeon thing. It's, uh, you know, it's live performance. And I, you know, when you, you know, there's Broadway, then there's off Broadway, then there's dinner theater. Then there's, I don't know, the complaint counter at Macy's. And then there's the dungeon actors. Okay. Um, but these guys were actually pretty good. And so we go through and, uh, and it tells us, you know, no, no, you no sexual innuendo, nothing The guy I'm with. He says when the judge quote unquote asked him, you know, where were you last night? He said, I don't know. You should ask your mother. Everybody <laughs> laughed except the judge. We were almost <laughs> kicked out. So then the next room we go into, the judge never passed a sentence. We just left that room and we go to the uh, torture chamber. And in the torture chamber, the guy picks the same loudmouth in my group to be the victim. Again, I'm like, you don't know what's coming, brother. And uh, so they strap him into a chair and the guy takes, uh, you know, some hacking things and he's demonstrating you know what is what we're gonna do to you and then he takes a hacking thing and he like puts it you know near his pelvis and he's like and this was used to course for you and then he takes out like little teeny scissors and he's like but were you we'd use this and i i was like you gotta be kidding me wow you gotta be kidding me wow so it's good for the goose but not for the gander Mm-hmm. Same thing happened in London. I'm noticing a trend here, and I think it's. I think they're ahead of us. It's coming here. Somebody they we were on this bus tour, and this bus driver just didn't show up for like an hour or so, and we're all standing there going, "There's a bus," and the tour guide was really upset and called the tour company and said, or the bus company and said, "Hey, we do a lot of business with you. What do you, you can't just ditch us here. We can't get a hold of the driver. We've been trying for over an hour." Where's the driver? 20 minutes later, the driver shows up. Next day, I'm talking to the tour guide, and he says, uh, you know what? Uh, I got a call from the bus company today. And I said, do they apologize? He said, no. They said they may not want us as customers anymore because of the tone of my phone call. Oh, my gosh. They won't subject (laughs) their employees to that kind of Tone. After they were an hour late, hour they're late. worried about the tone. The tone. Wow. And the tone was really pretty mild. I mean, you we are entering a time where mm. you'll be lucky to get service. You'll be yeah. lucky. Yep. 
the Glenn Beck Program.